Welcome to the Story Tinker Podcast, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, mainly from Webtoon. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep in every episode, analyzing character struggles, relationship development, and of course, theories. We also interview people working in creative industries. You can follow the Story Tinker on YouTube, podcast platforms, and social media. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support the Story Tinker on Patreon. We're really appreciative of your likes, subscribes, follows, comments, and ratings on all platforms. Thanks for listening to the Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 107 of Hippo Hyacinth, and this is the second episode that came out in the batch of six um, with season three. So yes, exciting, exciting. And we have Fu and Ocean. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I just want to say that it's exciting to be back for the new season. <laughs> so. It is. <laughs> Um, right, I guess, take yeah, away. I think I'm beginning. Okay, so we, Purple Hyacinth, episode 107, and we get, we begin with narration. Um, it's all black, you know, we see a pic, or we see, like, the upper part of a house, and the background, or, like, the sections in between, like, the drawings um, becomes white instead of black. Um, the narration continues, I used to hate dreaming about you, and we see Lauren um, with like her arms crossed over her knees and she's like hiding her face um, and sitting down and she her narration is because it reminded me of something I couldn't feel anymore and this is a direct callback to episode 24 I think I'm pretty sure it's 24 yeah and we see Lauren looking up um, and she's looking at two trees I think in a stone wall I'm not entirely sure and then something falls on her and it's a teddy bear. And we see Dylan popping up from the window above her. And he says, why are you hiding here? The maids are searching for you everywhere. By the way, they're like 12 in the scene. <laughs> um, Lauren- Also, grabs- it's, oh, yeah. it's funny that he says maids, right? So mm-hmm. we see right away. I mean, we know already that Lauren has maids, but now mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's just like, I don't know, you know who has maids? <laughs> Rich people yeah. have maids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we know Lucy from like one of the really early episodes, I think episode mm-hmm. one. Um, Lauren grabs the teddy bear by the arm and pulls it down and she says, how did you find me? And Dylan looks up and says, well, it's been five years since we've been friends. So dot, dot, dot. And I kind of, I don't want to talk like, about what, that. Because at this, at this point, it's probably like XX17. And I was thinking about this last night and this means that the year they met would have been like XX12-ish, maybe XX11. And um, a notable thing that happened in XX12 is that the Circus Royale was, um, was founded, but because they met in this year, I'm guessing that um, this is when Rosenthal got hired by the Sinclairs because then Dylan and Lauren would have met by association. And so, what happens two years later from XX12 is the publication of the Snapdragon pamphlets. And a lot of people suspect Mr. Rosenthal to be like the leader or like to at least have been a part of Snapdragon given how like Snapdragon's a flower and Mr. Rosenthal's a gardener. 
Um, and I, I feel like it's really interesting because in those two years between XX12 and XX14, um, that could have been the time in which Lauren's parents and Mr. Rosenthal developed that like idea that they wanted to like create the socialist group and they got like other people, you know, and in that time they sort of built up that group in secret and then they started publishing in um, XX14. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense that they would have met them when they were hired. Then you would have heard of me, but like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty pretty cool, by the way, that if, if Mr. Rosenthal is indeed part of the Snapdragon, that, you know, <laughs> it's very normal for people who have nothing to lose to be part of a revolution, right? They have nothing to lose and everything to gain. But for people who are already in positions of power to be part of a revolution, that is very telling about like their moral values, you know, the fact that the Sinclairs wanted to do better for people when their life was comfortable. So, kudos to them. So, Lauren says, you know the painting Dawkin got for Tristan on his birthday last year, and she looks up to Dylan, and Dylan looks down, and he says, the one he always brags about every time he visits, and I love, I love the subtle Dakistan. We love to see it, you know, Um, and Lauren says, I accidentally tore it. Uncle Tristan forgave me, but I know he lied when he said he wasn't sad. Just like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. Um, and no. D- Dylan reaches down to her and he says, Heesh, your lie detector ability really isn't convenient sometimes. <laughs> and Lauren buries her face in the teddy bear and she's like, I don't need you to remind me that. I want to make it up to him, but it's going to cost a fortune to get it repainted. And where am I going to get that money? And I don't know, so, like, isn't Lauren's family rich? <laughs> I was yeah, that. I was she's like, a, oh, you have money. <laughs> she's a kid, right? She doesn't have yeah. access to her parents' money necessarily, right? And especially if they're not, if they're yeah. not really going to be a spoiled brat, it could be that they, you know, like, no, Lauren, like, you don't just get money when you want, right? <laughs> when you ask for it. Yeah. But I love how Lauren shows the sense of responsibility. She, you know, feels like she has to, repair the damage that she's done um other kids would be like oh whatever sorry and like forget about it i feel like the repairing the damage that has been done has become like a very common theme in purple hyacinth like we see it with will um i want to highlight episode 64 we see it with will um and kim tells him like you don't need to fix everything after he's like i have to fix your watch right and then we see it with like kieran trying to make uh, reparations with Lauren post season one um, and we see it with like I don't know if it's really as much with like adult Lauren because hers is more of like a re- like kind of revenge thing but also just wanting to take down the phantom sites for like um, you know being terrorists and she's driven by a lot of guilt so I don't really know do you think that Lauren's current motivation within like the current like current ph not this flashback is driven by like a need to like fix something because i could see it as her being like i need to like re- redeem myself you know after causing dylan or after being the reason dylan died i feel like it, she's very like guilt driven like even here we're seeing like she feels guilty about ripping the painting and she just wants to do something about it and i think that just carries on into her adulthood she feels guilty about dylan she feels guilty about surviving and she just wants to try to fix it in the only way that she can 
Which is one of the things I love about Lauren. Um, <laughs> you want to hear something awful? Um, so often when there's a male um, like webtoon character that I like personally, I kind of get a little jealous of the female character that he's with because I'm like, oh, I want this guy for myself. But Lauren, even though I love Kieran, I have no problem. I don't feel a shred of jealousy, <laughs> virtual jealousy, fantasy <laughs> jealousy for Lauren because I love Lauren. I just love her to pieces. So, and one of the reasons is this, is her sense of responsibility and, you know, moral certitude. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like to like a relationship, you know, like a fictional relationship, you have to have, like, a pretty good, like, or, like, you have to like the two characters in the relationship a lot because, like, if you're only, like, one of them, then it's, like, yeah, I would understand that jealousy, too. You're, like, Man, I could do so much better than the person you're with, you know. I love that Vindia ship you with Lauren and Kieran. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Never thought of that. Never thought of the Polly perspective. So Lauren buries her head in the teddy bear and she says, It seems impossible. I don't know what to do, so I've just been hiding. I feel so awful. I'm too embarrassed to see anybody. And Dylan says, you're so embarrassed, but you don't mind telling me about all of it. And she looks up and she says, your opinion doesn't really count. And oh to God, this, Lauren. Dylan whacks her with his hat. Appropriately. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as he should, like, come on, Lauren. <laughs> and she yells at him. You really should stop casually throwing your hat around. You'll end up tearing it one day and I won't help you mend it. And this is what I noticed last night because Dylan's hat has a patch on it when we see it. Like you can see it in episode uh, 49. You can see it like whenever he shows up in his hat and you can see it like on Lauren's in episodes with like Lauren's board and the hat is there. There's a little mm -hmm. patch mark. And I felt like I vaguely remembered something about like Lauren knowing how to... Yeah or something i so think I she said back, that she passed it up for him i, I went back to episode 49 and i found mm -hmm. this panel of her saying um let me find it hold on i found this panel of her saying um i regret ever mending it for you which means mm -hmm. that she's the one who fixed it even though here she was like i'm never gonna fix it for you right. and i'm like oh my god it was Literally, nice like, yeah i I wanted to like drop to my knees and cry, you know. Um, Their friendship is is rock solid. You know, the reason she says she doesn't care about his opinion is because she feels safe around him. Mm -hmm. He's the one that like will never judge her no matter what. That's what she means by that. It doesn't mean that she like discounts his opinion. It means that she knows that he'll accept her no matter what. It's so yeah. true. Like it's something I would say to my husband, like, yeah, all right, like. I don't really need your input on that like you know like in a joking way but not really serious <laughs> yeah so dylan jumps down from the window and he says it's a hat it's not going to tear from this um come on let's get you out of this sulking state he grabs her and pulls her up and he says i know exactly what you need right now which by the way for like a 12 year old or that age to do that, that's like very emotionally intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 12, I don't know if I was able to do such a thing, like recognize my friend was sad and say, okay, I'm gonna get you to be not sad. 
no when I was 12 it was the time when people were discovering swear words you know like <laughs> no no one was as pure as Dylan <laughs> um, discovering swears and dirty jokes so um we cut to a different location and it's the docks and we can see the ocean and we can see that there's like a festival going on and there's like a lot of art being featured and we see some ships and Lauren she's looking out to it and we, then we see um her back to us and then we see Dylan and he says it's a festival my father told me about my father told me about it because he has a booth selling flowers there are artists and musicians and all sorts of stuff wait I feel like I skipped a panel I just realized like hold on okay never mind maybe it's later yeah it is later never mind okay so Lauren she kind of has like a blank look on her oh sorry I skipped dialogue my bad okay there are artists and musicians and all sorts of stuff around 8 p.m they'll release lanterns into the sky near the dock and that that caught my attention because I am a diehard Tangle fan like I remember the day I watched that movie for the first time and I would live and die by that movie oh my gosh that song is my favorite Uh, last I see the light Mm -hmm. oh my god Oh, yeah, I, I sing it all the time, and literally that harmony where they're where they're the um, Flynn and Rapunzel are singing, um, and it's warm and clear and bright, yeah. and the world is somehow lifted. Like when they have that harmony there, somehow lifted. Ah, uh, literally, like literally? one of the most breathtaking moments in music. <laughs> literally the best Disney movie I will fight anyone and everyone on this Um, I watched it so many times by the way I watched it with my kids when they were when he first came out and then I watched it like a billion times myself afterwards yeah um so Lauren has a blank expression on her face and then she like brightens up and um the narration picks up again and says that in in so science maybe I'm not entirely sure my English vocab is really good, you know, as you okay, can see. Google this word five minutes, like five minutes before this podcast started, because I didn't know how to say it. So here we go. Insouciant. Insouciant. It means indifferent um, or a casual lack of concern. Mm-hmm. We see this really cute expression of Dylan and... Uh, panel this really cute panel of Dylan and, and his expression is like a really soft smile uh the you narration know continues you know what I, I see that smile as as like a kind of like a self-satisfied smile we're like oh, I did it you know I distracted her I got her to be you know not focus on her sadness it's like yeah <laughs> um that's mine he grabs her by the waist and like picks her up and he says let's go and Lauren's like she's like struggling in his arms like she's trying to get down you know and um she says dylan what are you doing and he says a few days ago you, you said you've always wanted to be carried viral style and i'm like okay giving me it's giving me flashbacks to episode 36 <laughs> if you know what i mean like yeah. after lauren spades her ankle mm-hmm. like out of from jumping out a window Karen. So, i don't know dylan, like- <laughs> so do i think um that this is one of the like three signs that we have that Dylan is into her. Number one being where he said, you're beautiful. And then he's like, oh, it's beautiful. And he was like, oh, I met the Daisy Crown, right? Which he didn't, right? He met her. Uh, number two was something else in the, this set of episodes. I don't remember what it was. But this thing is also like, I don't know. It's a little bit of a hint to me that he liked yeah. her in his 12-year-old way. Mm-hmm. 
also I don't actually mean that like I believe in the Dylan is Karen theory um yes okay. it's an old theory and a, <laughs> one I like to talk about ironically but if they are actually similar or sorry not similar the same person I think I might quit the web too because I'd be like no 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 that is too far <laughs> um but yeah, they really, they really like their Dylan and Kieran parallels, you know, with like Dylan wanting to be a doctor and Kieran stitching up Lauren and like the bridal carry. You know? I think they're doing it to tease us. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why are they giving this fuel to the theorists? You know, like why, why try to lead us on like the Dylan is Kieran theory? Like, because they like so it. Cruel. You have not seen, they like to torture us. This is their modus operandi. Oh man. See, yeah, I think if they are the same person. Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say I feel like they're kind of setting up another shit here. If like Dylan isn't dead, and then mm-hmm. people are gonna fight over Karen versus Bruh. Dylan. I thought I, I thought it was if Dylan is alive, and this is gonna be a love triangle thing. I really want Dylan and Kieran to be the ones who end up together because I'm <laughs> like gonna like pass away if Lauren's stuck in a love triangle, deciding between kieran or dylan i'm gonna be like nah this is why i ship a larcy you know like that's funny gotta stay away from that love triangle i don't know i don't know what i think about love triangles but i probably you know i'm fine with them i guess because i don't i don't recall ever being annoyed at them but that would be very cool i did not think of that (laughs) uh i'm pretty sure that sofinef said that they were not gonna do any love triangles in ph like but this was like two like one to two years ago so mm-hmm. yeah they probably I'm, I'm hoping they keep that word you know <laughs> um and lauren says dylan this is not bridal style and he says it's not and lauren's like no um but also i'm like wow dylan must be pretty strong to like pick up lauren you know and carry her like even if it's not bridal style, i'm like damn how buff are you <laughs> well, he's a little little snooky kid yeah, I think we used to pick each other up as kids. I mean, I don't know how long you can carry her for, but yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the framing or like how these episodes like were paced or not these episodes, these next few panels are paced is actually different because someone on the Discord just recently pointed it out. I'm pretty sure that they were like one of these image, one of these upcoming images and then just white and then like you'd just see like they were more spaced out. But anyways, um, now they're closer together and so we see a montage of like Karen and Lauren like running through past the docks we see um the visiting Mr. Rosenthal we see oh Oh, I just realized the change oh my god okay 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 I'll say I'll 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 share so oh my god Okay, sorry, sorry. I just like I just hit me. Okay, so we see we see Dylan and Lauren. They're walking past some stands, and then we see people like people walking past them. And it's like the only time that we see like non-named characters that aren't like black shadows, you know, like in this really. Or we see another dude, but like generally in these montages, you'll see that like they use like black shadows to symbolize people. But here we've got some like little extras. And the thing with that is that if you look very closely um, to the right side, there's there's a kid drawing and he has dark hair. And in the original panel, it was just Dylan and Lauren and the kid. Because you know who that kid looked like? It looked like Aww. young Kieran. 
Wait, where, uh, what, when, why? I don't see any kid drawing. I see okay. an adult. You oh, zoom, it's really hard to see now, but if you if you look to the, the right one? of the third panel in the sequence of many, yeah. Um, oh, it's behind. It's behind. Yeah, okay. he's he's behind okay. everyone, and he's in front of a canvas. And yeah. there there's some old screenshots, you know, of like that point this out, or like there were some old screenshots of like the original panel but they've changed it now and wait how did, we, panel, how did we the original panel from what like like a day when, ago? It, when the comic originally or when this episode originally dropped wait they changed it in one day yeah they changed it today i think what well, what did it look like before um i'm not sure like i can like dm it to you on discord but um basically it's like the same as this panel here but without any of the extra unnamed characters in it it was just shadows Oh and you can God. kind of still okay. see those shadows there from before and these other dudes were just drawn over those shadows but That's that kid cool. in the background in front of the canvas was always there okay yeah okay one second the fact that they changed it right because if if they up added more like drawn out characters it would just probably to distract us from the other yeah. the first version which had only kieran drawn okay mm -hmm. i'm on board that's Kieran. <laughs> yeah, it has to be Kieran. Like, why would they try to like distract us at this point? You know, like kind of, kind of sus. Um, Very gonna... sus. I think they did a worse job by pointing out attention because the fandom misses nothing. The fact that they changed yeah. it. Um, well, so, I like it. I'm so happy. Yeah. This, is great. this probably awesome means story. that Kieran wasn't in the Phantom Scythe until post Allendale, though. Mm -hmm. Um, which really makes me wonder. So, what's that like? There's a old panel of him in a flashback where he's like nine ish, and so I'm thinking like, what was going on in that? Because he was probably a Grey Chapel orphan, but also like he wasn't in the Phantom Yet, sorry, that seemed like a police raid or something. Police raid? Yeah. I, I was also thinking like, he kind of looks the same age, at, like in that scene, the same age as Bella mm. when she was taken into the Circus Royale. <laughs> So, I mean, like, you know, maybe, like, Circus Circus Karen has some um, more proof right now, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, um, but then I don't understand what he would be doing here if he was in the circus, you know? Well, it makes sense yeah. if um, he was at the Grey Chapel, or he was a Grey Chapel orphan, because he could be, like, selling his artwork, because he's really good at drawing, so he mm -hmm. could be a little bit of money or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so oh the next channel is um, Lauren... Dylan and they're eating food and it looks like Lauren has like some bread and she's eating like dango or like mochi or something um and then here not Karen Dylan I swear I swear I don't oh! think you're the same person Mindy, I swear um, that Dylan. that was true Freudian slip you think Dylan no I swear please <laughs> um I would rather defend Lady A than believe in the Karen is Dylan theory um, and I hate Lady A, so yeah, that's serious. Okay, I got yeah. It. So we've got we've got Dylan, um, and he's eating some blue cotton candy, and he's fashioned a mustache out of it. And then um, the next panel is Dylan getting shamed for some reason, and he looks like he's about to cry. Like his eyes are super big, and there's like dots for pupils, you know. And this guy looks like a bard. Like it looks like he has a trumpet in his other hand, and he's like maybe they were trying to mess with him. Uh, so maybe he's like, it's like he was performing and Dylan was, you know, like there yeah. was cool little Dylan's holding up, like a stick. Help out. Too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
and Lauren's laughing. And then we see them on the beach and um, they're tossing the teddy bear around. And the last panel we see um, as the sequence ends is the teddy bear with like a bit of light flare in the sky. Mm. So. so pretty. Yeah, mission accomplished. He makes me feel better. He's a good little boy. <laughs> Interesting. I think that's a pig. Just yeah. yeah, I saw like the snow and I was like, hmm, but I wasn't really sure because I was calling it a teddy bear and I was like, is it, is it too late to backtrack now? <laughs> like, I saw that snow earlier and I was like, I'm pretty sure teddy bears don't look like that, but okay. <laughs> That's cute. I feel like people are going to use this to build on the like Kieran's going to build a farm theory. <laughs> What? Like Kieran has a farm theory, you know. What? 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 This is like theory, old though? fandom, Mindy. Like Kieran's purple hyacinth farm. <laughs> well, that the flower farm I get, but like, why would it have pigs on oh. it? <laughs> I could see it. You know, it's what everyone does when they settle down. You know, they get a or farm. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna become like. Okay, give me a second. I don't really believe in this, but I just want to play up the like craze theorist role for a second. The pig actually represents how Lauren as an APD officer contributes to an oppressive system and actually like her accepting the pig and like holding that pig and whatever is like how she still holds up that system or whatever. I think that is very postmodern. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm using postmodern correctly, but whatever. I'm trying to think of a word for like... I know yeah very very subjective interpretation yeah i know someone (laughs) killed a pig at some point um in in uh ph i'm not sure if it's like if it was like the apd to like the ps or like the ps to the apd but i'm pretty sure it's happened at some point i think what's ringing a bell in my mind do you remember the bar scene where um kieran throws that thing at the people who are like making fun of him so I feel like maybe there, but um, like way back when we first meet, meet Kieran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we should go to the lanterns. All right, yeah. Um, so it's funny that you brought up earlier. I can't remember if it was before the podcast or um, or like during the podcast, but it does really remind me of the Tangled um, scene. Which is fun. I literally watched that two days ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that came to my mind. But yeah, you see the sunset from the pig being tossed. And it goes into the night sky with all the other lanterns lit up in there. Um, you see Dylan and Lauren lighting their lantern with their piggy. Mm. Which is adorable. Um, she says, so this is for your mom. Yup. You know, you always think that your ability is a burden, but it can actually do a lot of good. It's a very nice setting to talk about this, you know, very relaxing. After my mom passed away, you were the only one who could really see through me. Aww. It's so sad to hear him talk about his mom. He's such a little kid. There was like a bit of question, like what happened with Dylan's mom? And we just thought like, you know, like, wasn't, wait, wasn't Mr. Rosenthal, like, trying to, like, wasn't he in, like, the dating sphere it, mm-hmm. at the point of, like, 49? Because, like, I feel like Lauren said something about how, like, this is why women don't like your dad to Dylan. Oh, yeah. 
funny. <laughs> but yeah, um, this I found this really interesting because um, there's kind of like I feel like there's a theme of like dead moms going on right now with PH. <laughs> like we've got um, Annabelle March, right? So dead mom. Um, then we have um, Clara's mother and Sandman's probably wife you know like what happened with her you know um and then we have josephine who's not quite dead yet but <laughs> basically there you know um we got rachel of course and um who is lauren's mom and kieran's parents are probably dead you know but yeah a lot of like i think specifically to like march you know dead like dead wife and dead son and then really sus dad who's probably phantom scythe you know <laughs> or dead kid not dead son because march had a daughter who was also lauren and dylan's age right. yeah i also wondered if the mom passed away in mysterious circumstances so far it's just like innocuous but like who knows <laughs> yeah maybe that's like linked to why his dad kind of started like the the snapdragon if that is mm -hmm. you know yeah right and maybe she died like, unjustly yeah that's what i was thinking too because especially like that parallel with march you know um and because of the, the timeline that we mentioned earlier between like xx 12 mm. and xx 17 with snapdragon being formed in xx 14 i'm like hmm kind of yeah. <laughs> something happened well, there, like, like rose miss <laughs> rosenthal cannot get a break i will suspect him to the end of time you know anyway like i don't know because watch us like like everything like our suspicions are just totally unfounded and she like passed away of like pneumonia and mr rosenthal is just literally just a gardener like yeah like man I, that makes you kind of feel bad for mr rosenthal like imagine your wife died and then everyone's like that makes you the leader of the phantom scythe so <laughs> it's with march you know like <laughs> that's what march got too but yeah no, no, no March, father March figure is, is too nice, them. right? They're all suspicious. Sorry. <laughs> March is sus literally just because he's too nice. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're such critical people. Yeah. I mean, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, right? No, <laughs> <literally? be> March. <laughs> My Discord status right now is keep your friends close and your himbos closer. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways. It's off topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Dylan's saying, you know, you always think that your ability is a burden, but it can actually do a lot of good. And I feel like he looks kind of hopeful here and he wants to kind of change the mood a little bit. Mm. Says, after my mom passed, you were the only one who could really see through me. It felt a little bit less lonely. Yeah. So sweet. Lauren yeah. was there for you too. Okay, but guys, hear me out. <laughs> yeah. Dylan dying, right? And then <laughs> Lauren's parents dying and her not having Dylan to comfort her. <laughs> because Dylan had Lauren when his mom passed away, but Lauren didn't have Dylan when her parents passed away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lauren is a sad little girl. <laughs> she a lot happened to her. <laughs> I feel like this is extra sad because like skipping to the end a little bit like this is what she's thinking about like when she's like on basically death's door 
it, and this is like bolded it felt a little bit less lonely and she's thinking about him like that makes me so sad right you know it's interesting because I had a I had a really good friend um kind of in my formative adolescent years and it's been years like we drifted apart and it's been 15 20, like 15 14 years since we've been close and she's still extremely close to my heart like we almost never talk we're not similar anymore we wouldn't really find common ground but because we were so close during the, our formative years she's like just in, you know stuck inside me she'll never get out and you know like I think about her fairly often and like yeah Dylan and Lauren had that close relationship where yeah like you said that's story and that's what she's thinking about it's really beautiful like I don't know that's it's very sweet um and you see her smile like her getting kind of like concerned looking and serious to a little bit more lighthearted. And he says, so don't let your ability beat yourself up or so don't let your ability beat yourself up too much. I'm sure whatever you come up with for Tristan, he'll love it. Which is just very sweet, you know? And then she says for your mom, and he said, and Tristan's torn painting. <laughs> no, but, like, no, but like that moment had me like, oh my God, the callback, you know, to like earlier. And just like, I feel like this episode really kind of like goes into more of like Lauren and Tristan's like history together because you know we don't really know entirely what Rachel and Alexander were like like we we've seen them a couple times but like we mainly only hear about them through like what people say about them so we never actually like really really see like their dynamic with like Lauren and Tristan whatever but um I thought like for me like something I was really looking forward to this season was Lauren and Tristan's relationship because you know prior to the season it was like Tristan probably knows Lauren Islun right just given like his line of like um how given his line like what's your angle Lauren right and like he literally lives in the same house with her I feel like he like as a chief of police he would know when Loon was like doing stuff and he'd be like you know when Lauren's not home and then in the morning there's a Loon report like (laughs) um (laughs) and so like you know he has to get to chief of police somehow like that man has brains you know he would figure it out um and so like to me like he he i i speculated that like he knows that lauren is loon and so that kind of like brought a lot of like emotional significance to me at least like under like with the speculation you know him watching lauren die in episode 105 right with the explosion um and I would I was really excited over the hiatus to see how this relationship would play out because Tristan basically raised Lauren for the past 10 years and I know she's adult now but like they've been living together for the past 10 years at least and he took her in at a point that was she was in a very um, like emotionally vulnerable state like her parents just passed away her best friend just passed away you know a new terrorist group just got it like just declared itself you know like that's that's a lot for a 12 year old kid and yeah he he still took her in you know and so I really like just seeing these little bits of their relationship especially uh, around this time a little bit before Allendale you know that's really interesting because um I feel like 
this is like before she knows Tristan well enough to know that he's not going to hold it against her. Um, mm. And I feel like even in the episodes we've seen with them, um, I don't remember the actual episode number, but it was an episode we did together when she comes down for breakfast after a loon event. And they're just yeah. very quiet. The Blue Beauty episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> the PH master over here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I feel like they're just very like cold and they have, or not cold, but they have a very um, silent relationship where they understand each other in their adult life. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to see them um, in the younger stages when they don't seem to understand each other that well. Yeah. I wonder though, like, because like Lauren's like very familiar with like Dokken, it seems at this point. Um, and like, because like, Dawkins like her godfather you know or they were both appointed godfathers so I I feel like they would be pretty like present in her life um given how like her family kind of just all lives in the same city and um Dylan makes a line earlier about how like Tristan always brags about it when they go to visit him you know (laughs) I love how how he's so proud of like Dawkins I love it I like seeing him in the Mm-hmm. Um, there were some jokes about like Dokken being the leader you know and like him going to go get a painting from Kieran to redo like the one Tristan lost and then you know he gets Kieran's business card and then he's like hmm, I think I really need like an assassin for the purple ho- or for the Phantom Scythe and he's just like he's he has this random business card and he's like I know who I know exactly who <laughs> Oh gosh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does it continue? Yes. So uh, he lightens the mood by saying, and Tristan's torn painting. And of course, Lauren laughs. And we got this really beautiful scene of all the other lanterns going up, um, which is really cool because I feel like traditionally they represent people's wishes and you know like hopes for their future um i really oh sorry oh no that's okay what were you gonna say i really love the composition of this panel because you have dylan and lauren to either side and then um the lanterns like you can really see some lines of movement in it and i don't know if i just noticed this because i draw a lot but like um, there's like a bottom curve and there's like a top curve so the bottom curve starts from like Lauren's area and then it curves up a little bit and you could maybe say it goes to the middle um, lantern but then there's another curve starting at the middle lantern and it curves like a bit um, sharper and there's a bit more curve I don't really know if you can like tell what it is from this explanation but like um, that's what I'm seeing right now (laughs) Um, so yeah Really, really, really pretty panel, you know. It makes such a good phone wallpaper. I wouldn't even lie. Like, mm. you know, literally, like there's a perfect space for like the time to go when you open up your phone, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's cool too how you can see the light in Dylan's hair um mm. in the next panel when he's looking up at the lanterns. And it gets a little bit more serious and he says, Do you think we could reach the stars? If it's just one step at a time. And honestly, okay, I know, I know it's supposed to be like a serious panel, but it's kind of funny to me because I'm like, homie, you are the stars now. Like he's up there with us. 
That's so sad. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere out there. Also, it's uh, when he says worked up at a time, it's like, you can't walk up the sky and, you know, just saying, but whatever. It's cute. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, we see the ending of this. Um, and it says, it doesn't seem too bad, does it? And then I feel like you see like a twinkle in Lauren's eyes. Um, and I also want to point out that this panel is reused from 49. Um, mm -hmm. And I think like in that, in 49 too, it comes after like some other realization, I think. I don't remember which sorry I don't remember which one but like you know something like Dylan says something profound and Lauren's like kind of like a little awestruck by it and so that's that's a nice parallel yeah I noticed yeah I, I noticed a few panels are reused but I think maybe it's uh, her face after he tells her that uh she's beautiful mm -hmm. might be that <laughs> yeah but she uh has a realization so she says I know what to do for Tristan's painting now Thank you, Dylan. She runs off and he says, wait, Ren, where are you going? Is that a parallel to 24? Let me check. Is that the parallel to 24? I'm going to cry because in 24, she's chasing Dylan. So um, you guys can see the panel if I find it. Sorry? Is the panel the same, you're asking? Or I'm at the dialogue. Is there like a moment? I'm wondering if there's a moment in 24 when she's like, where are you going, Dylan? But I'm not, I don't entirely remember and what can take forever to load. So you guys can just move on and I'll tell you if I find it. Yeah. So I was convinced that the lines that she heard that we had at the end of 105, where it's like, where are you going, Ren? Or something like that. I thought for sure it was like an actual person saying it, like either Dylan or maybe Abel, but turns out no, because we hear that, where are you going? And then she wakes up. We see, you know, or there's a fragment of her mouth. She's coughing and her eyes are like slitting open. It's very hazy. And then she opens her eyes and she sees Dylan. So she's hallucinating him or something. And she thinks to herself, even 10 years later, I was still devoured by guilt. And again, okay, she's not obviously thinking it at the time, but whatever, this is her narration. Um, I think we should have a moment of silence for all the people who thought that she was hallucinating Sandman as Dylan. I did. That's what I thought. It was my theory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Loki, a little surprised that they brought Lauren back this soon. Um, because I thought, like, going into season three, I thought that, like, Loon's survival would be, like, revealed at the end of um, 111. Just to like milk that loon death a bit more, you know, because um, to me, like 105 kind of like lacked stakes, you know, like there were very much some very obvious stakes, like the bomb, you know, like that's that's pretty serious. But like we kind of always knew that like loon was going to survive. Um, and so I guess this could be like them just like not wanting to like, to me, like I could see the scene or like them bringing Loon back so soon after 105 as like um, Verbal Hyacinth just like not wanting have to even try to like 
trick the readers into thinking mm-hmm. Luna's dead, you know, because it's just like we can all see through it, you know. <laughs> but I feel like for we don't really know when they're gonna reunite with Kim, but I think like holding out on that suspense a bit while Kim is like can't while Kim and Will grieve a bit, that was like something I was gonna suspect, you know. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Sorry, go ahead, Usman. Uh, I was just gonna say, honestly, thank goodness they didn't, because I read this before work, and I would have committed to reading all of the episodes and being like, the work. <laughs> I mean, but also like, bro, what you literally spoiled it? Because like, if you look at 108 and I know, with thumbnails, you literally see Kieran and Lauren in the thumbnails, and then you see 111 with Lauren. It, with bandages and I'm like webtoon come on <laughs> that was so stupid sorry the I, only, I don't know the only, thumbnails I, or, sorry, the only season two thumbnails or season three thumbnails I accept right now are 106 with Will looking <laughs> super fine Dylan's cute ass <laughs> smile for this episode and then <laughs> my queen <Yeah>. Darcy <laughs> in 110 so I'm totally with you. The, the 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 cliffhanger of 106 is like, oh my god, we found the bodies, Luna's dead. And then it's like, just open up the thumbnails, you'll see they're not. Yeah, and I thought like, you know, because 106 um, really like goes into Kim's grief, you know, and her how she feels like she kind of like self sat or not self sabotage, but how she kind of sabotaged Lauren a bit, and how like maybe like you know it was kind of her fault that Lauren died. You know, and we see this with like Lauren um, or Kim failing to catch Lauren when um, Lauren was in her place in 103 and they read some of those panels and then um, we see Kim shooting Lauren, which is like, whoa. Um, But yeah, so like I really wanted to like, I was really, or I guess I was really hoping and um, that we could like sit on that as an audience together, you know, like just sit, like kind of sit and mourn with like Kim at least, because um, I think that's how you make it believable, you know, because if you like kind of hold out on this reveal that like, oh, hey, they're not actually dead, then like it really gets you to focus on what Kim is feeling right now, because even if you know that like Loon survived, I think just the general absence of them really plays a part in how we view Kim handling her grief. Right. I, I agree. I think that it would have been much more suspenseful for us, even if we could say, okay, for story purposes, it doesn't make sense that they would kill a protagonist. Like, even if that's in, in our minds, I think it would make it much more exciting and suspenseful if they had, yeah, dragged it out over, like, a good couple of episodes where everyone's searching and no one knows what happened. And, you know, we would be, like, tense and scared and nervous for them. I think it would have been much more fulfilling, especially, like, because we were talking about how the factory arch kind of kind of dragged a little, right, where it was like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. So here we got the resolution of to our suspense, like, really, really fast. Yeah. Meaning, like, are they alive? Like, okay, yes, they are. <laughs> and... Um, a lot of people I saw talk, um, I, I remember seeing a lot of people say that like, hey, we binged the episode, so we don't really have a really good idea of the pacing right now. Um, and I, I think that's true, you know, I want to see how like non-fast pass readers will react to this. Um, but I think that for pacing wise, it should work if you're reading it weekly, but also in a binge because, you know, readers in the future are going to 
discover the series and read through it and they're not going to be reading this at the point that we are reading it you know on February 23rd <laughs> um and so I it, it just kind of like makes me wonder like imagine being like a new reader and you're reading 105 and you're like wow that episode was so cool and like what's going on with Loon and what state are they in and you watch and you don't watch you read 106 and you're like wow this this is our reality now right Loon, Loon's dead um and you, you still have like the inkling in your mind like they're probably not dead given their main characters and you know plot armor but like like wow but then like I mean like it, how long does it take to read an episode like five to ten minutes you know ten minutes later and you see lauren again <laughs> alive not well but alive and you're like oh <laughs> like yeah i don't know i'm kind of excited i'm kind of excited to see the two different points of views like mm-hmm. i'm kind of that kim isn't going to know lauren's alive for a while mm-hmm. and so we're gonna see her still grieve lauren and you know um mm-hmm. see how yeah. her and Will's like relationship kind of like um yeah. I would think almost like bond together a little bit over it mm-hmm. and also see Lauren and Kieran bond in their own way over I haven't read the next episode so you know whatever they're gonna do after this right. <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm really something I like was really looking forward to a season three was the exploration of Kim and Will um like after the explosion because there were a lot of parallels between Lauren and Dylan and then Kim and Lauren um and earlier in season two we actually find out that Will did know Dylan they were friends and in 106 we see um Will having some flashbacks and so um to Allendale and so that was like really interested me and like wow I sorry um I really like just want to see these parallels and I really want to like um see how they explore this grief because um to me like Lauren being dead for Kim and Will was like Loon being off for Lauren and Kieran you know so they have to like figure out what to do now with this loss in their life that's a good parallel yeah it is it's interesting because I'm not saying Dylan and Kieran are the same person but it's interesting because I feel like they're about a parallel um Kim and Will's relationship to Lauren and Kieran's relationship um (laughs) the way they almost did that with Dylan and Lauren so I'm not the same person but I think it's you know interesting that they chose to do that I just had a horrible thought um you guys (laughs) want me to share it with you okay so you know how Lauren says like I used to hate dreaming about you because it reminded me of something I couldn't feel anymore. What if the reason she likes Kieran so much and like one of like the lures for Kieran for Lauren at least is because he reminds her of Dylan. Like kind of like because like it's not like entirely the same but I think more of like their later season two dynamic is very much kind of like getting to almost Lauren and Kieran here or Lauren and Dylan because I think Lauren and Dylan's definitely a lot more pure, but um, the the Lauren and Kieran relationship has become a lot more genuine in like recent episodes. And I'm not sure, maybe I'm just a little I know, right? because I feel like I would yeah. need to like look at this a little bit more. But it's just it's giving me like, what if you know? <laughs> I I don't think so. I mean, maybe in the future his behavior will reflect to Dylan's, but up until now, Kieran has been like a sarcastic 
cynical, like flippant fellow. And Dylan seems to be really, like you said, genuine, really sweet, <clears throat> really loyal, really giving and soft. So I don't think Lauren like is reminded of Dylan. Yeah, I think for me it's more like episodes like um 81, you know, and she visits his apartment. Because that's like Karen <laughs> being genuine. And like his sarcasm is like he doesn't like to be humorous, but like Karen is like a really genuine guy sometimes you know so i don't know I, I think i have to look into it more before i fully am like yeah karen reminds lauren of dylan but i think this mainly stems from like all the parallels that they keep trying to make between karen and dylan so trying my best with this theory bait you know <laughs> um yeah so so she's waking up whether we want it to or not. <laughs> and she, you know, does seem to be hallucinating Dylan. And, you know, it's kind of like this narration. Even 10 years later, I was still devoured by guilt. And we see her eyes are opening wider and wider. And she sees this fire all, all over for not finding you, for not saving you. Right? Because I think that unconsciously, she is re recalling back the ATD as the last time that she saw such, you know, the fire and destruction all around her. So she's coughing and... You know, she starts lifting up her head. She opens her eyes again. She sees the fire. She and she turns down and is just looking at all the rubble and all the destruction. Everything that's just broken around her. And then she sees a body on the floor, and she says, "Kieran." And um, she is like, her hand is twitching, so it looks like she's trying to move, and she's grasping, clenching her hand, and she thinks to herself, "One." It's just one. And basically, right, this is what Dylan, I think this is the tie-in, is what Dylan said. Oh, it's just one step at a time to get to heaven, right? So, sorry, I'm about to get the stars. <laughs> um, and um, so that's what she's thinking as she's trying to reach Kieran. She clenches her hands. You know, we see, like, it's really physically taxing for her. She's seen double. She's whimpering. She's clenching her fists. And she's, like, dragging herself along the ground. And this is really, like, urgh. Uh, this image of her with a fire and the gritting her teeth. Um, really, really, really impactful image of her just throwing her all just in moving. And she's like one step, it's just one step, and she's kind of blacking out at the same time, just focused on, on you know, this body on the floor. And she does one more, and she eventually drives herself over to who is presumably Karen. And then we see her like turn him over. I did not think it was Kieran, by the way. He did not look like Kieran. I don't know. Did you guys think so? Like when we first see his face? Um, I I think it's just the art style changed a bit in between the two seasons. So it's like, like I, I think I especially noticed in in 106 because we saw some of those like panels in the teaser for the trailer. And I remember seeing this and I was like, oh, we've, their style's changed a bit. Uh, but something I really did want to point out was Lauren's panel where she's like really struggling. We see that like um, very like sketchy but detailed um sort of image of her where she's like crying she's like pulling herself up and she's like almost like screaming right that panel reminded me of um the panel of kim that's also mm. very sketchy when she's pulling her leg out from uh -huh. like under the rubble you know and it's like because like it's kind of like the same direction you know same perspective i was like hmm parallels <laughs> and in that it's tim trying to go help lauren and now it's lauren trying to go help kieran 
Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good art. It's awesome. So she turns him over and then she checks for his pulse and his neck. So apparently she sees he's alive because she says, Kieran, wake up. And she shakes him. And she's like, come on, please, shakes him again. Oh, it's very hard. It's very hard, like landing. And she's like, please, you see her eyes. I'm like, oh. Yeah, this is if you were about to cry with Dylan, I'm about to cry here. <laughs> oh, gosh. And she's like, please wake up, Kieran. Okay, look, look, I know in episode 84, Cameron was like, he was making like parallels between him and Cinderella. I want to propose a different princess. Kieran is Sleeping Beauty or Snow White. <laughs> I think, no, he's Snow White because Kieran White. And then also he, he uh-huh. eats apples. So yeah, <laughs> gotta Perfect. be woken up somehow, you know? Yeah. He needs a kiss. Uh, hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I will be brave. I know it's a tough one, but you know, someone's got to do it. Yeah, Mindy, taking one for the team, you know. Did I tell you? Wait, I'm trying to remember who I, I had. A, I had a dream with Kieran. Oh my God. I just hugged him, though. I did not kiss him to my great sorrow. <laughs> so funny. So, Kieran, my our dear boy opens his eyes and he is also alive which also i thought was pretty fast but whatever same thing okay, but like he's- oh, sorry. <laughs> i wanted to mention i feel i feel like at this point kieran deserves to die and not like the way like i want him to die for his crimes but like more like let him rest you know <laughs> like let, let him sleep a bit you know like i think he would appreciate <laughs> but we are in burning building sorry i mean like I mean, there's a fire. They gotta get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> you let him rest. He's gonna but I feel like Kieran at this point, he's like, death, take me. You know, like, <laughs> arms wide open. He's just, he's just waiting for it, you know? He's like... <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Aww. But I won't let him die until I figure out what's going on with him and Bella, so... <laughs> That's all you care. He's just a means for information. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, Midi. That is kind of like what he does, though. Like he is—he's very convenient at dropping exposition. <laughs> like I mean, episode eighty-one, like even starting Loon and having to lead on Apostle Seven. You know, he—he's a little—he's a little sus. Oh, he's a little sus. He's literally the purple eyes. <laughs> I mean, okay, look. I don't want to get into. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, no Kieran <laughs> Rands. The poor man has just almost survived a near-death experience. <laughs> no Kieran Rands. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he wakes up and he's like, what happened? And, you know, barely eyes are open. And she says, the bomb exploded. I think it triggered the nitro on the second floor and the ceiling collapsed. We need to get out of here. And she's, the narration again says, but on that night, Dylan, you saved me. Because they are, once again, she's repeating to herself, just one step. And they're holding on to each other, or really, she's supporting Kieran. I don't know how. I really don't know how these people are still like on their feet. Like they were yeah. barely able to walk even before the explosion. They just got knocked yeah. onto the explosion. Like I want. Like, do they have like head injuries? Like they fell from the second floor. Did they like twist their ankles or anything? Because like I used to skate, you know, and like a pretty like fast fall, like you get whiplash on your brain. <laughs> it's not fun. And like I, I did twist my ankle at one point because I like landed really weirdly on it, and so I'm like, bro, their legs, 
must be made of something really special, <laughs> like vibranium or something. I think like sometimes like when you're in those kind of situations, like you, I feel like people would be surprised by what you're willing or not willing, but what you're capable of. Yeah. Like it's the same thing at all. But like I used to do um, uh, MMA tournaments and um, sometimes you don't even know you have a concussion. Like you don't know how hurt you are until all that adrenaline and everything is yeah. out of Mm. and like in this life or death situation where they're surrounded by fire and like they almost died multiple times this night like they're just like you know what let's get up and go and (laughs) pop somewhere else (laughs) yeah and i was a little i was a little confused by the narration of like but on that night dylan you saved me um i was kind of confused i was like does she mean like the lantern scene or she mean like Allendale but I'm pretty sure she's referring to like the scene that we're seeing right now right or she's like on that night you know factor scene place on night I don't really see like because that guilt you know but also like seeing Dylan there right that motivated her to yeah get out right I I think think it like reminded her of what she was fighting for you know Mm -hmm. yeah and then just one step yeah, so she repeats it over and over. They're staggering around, huffing and puffing. Um, everything is in flames around them. This time, Kieran is just like completely like he's barely walking. You know, she's upright and he's just collapsing. And yeah, one more step and the same desk. And that's how it ends. I do. I do want to mention the author's note. The shonen genre has finally caught up to Purple Hyacinth and the power of friendship has conquered all. In this essay, <laughs> I will be proving that Kieran White is a brony. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shonen or brony, so please explain those terms. Um, okay, so shonen. Okay, so brony is like a dude that likes My Little Pony. So yeah. My Little Pony, friendship is magic, you know. And then shonen, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure is like it's it's a anime genre. Shonen. I think it's like typically directed at like dudes, but literally like anyone likes it. So shonen, yeah. Shonen manga also um shonen manga are Japanese comics mainly marketed towards young teen boys between the ages of 12 and 18. Mm. Um so yeah, like the power of friend like I don't know, you know, like my hero academia. I haven't watched a ton of shonen animes, but like um when I a couple years back I did watch like um My Hero Academia and that that's very much like you know the power of friendship and like the importance of like friendships and relationships you know um so yeah it's like the power of friendship is saving Lauren here and here because Dylan and Lauren's friendship has motivated Lauren to get out of the fire um I have a really funny side note so I work at the post office now and their slogan in the training academy was just one more day I was was cracking up because when I'm like delivering in a snowstorm I'm like just one more day (laughs) like this is it just one more day and I'm like I know that's really dramatic but it's clearly not going out of a building that's like burning but you know this is what I'm gonna think of now I'm like well at least I'm not in (laughs) no I'm not in your bison like (laughs) oh gosh hilarious the actual slogan just one more day don't leave us please yeah um i also like oh you saved us like dylan saved both karen and lauren and now they're in us yeah but the narration 
Who is she talking to? Is she talking to Dylan? Does this mean she's talking to Dylan? Because you saved us. I think right? it's in her mind. And, I don't, I don't okay, think okay. She's really but like, also, because like, isn't there like, because when narration comes up, oh, it's, it's a flashback. Like, it seems like she's talking to someone, you know? Like, you know, mm-hmm. on that night, you know, everything could have been different or whatever, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you saved us. Does that mean Dylan knows about Kieran at this point in the narration? Okay. Like, if she's talking to Dylan, right now i feel like, like she's in this narration because i feel like this narration is dialogue taken from like the far future and in yeah. high sense the far future is like a month or two <laughs> but um <laughs> sorry um Wait, now you're, like you, the- you there used to be a time where you were like dylan is dead for sure so i see you're <laughs> coming you come around on this um it's not that i mean i want him to be dead but i literally like I don't know I just whatever you know if he's like alive like great but I feel like I feel like he also like Kieran deserves to die like just let him rest you know <laughs> um but it's it's kind of hard to be like yeah Dylan's dead when they keep like teasing his character you know so like yeah. well I think it would be better for his character if he stays dead um are you sure he's but basically like if Lauren's talking to Dylan here and she's like, you saved us, us referring to Lauren and Kieran, does that mean like Dylan has to know who Kieran is because he has to know what us means? Yeah, if she's telling him the story, I feel like, you know, she's catching him up. So it doesn't necessarily mean that that like he knows him. It could be that it's like after he's dead and Lauren's yeah. telling him. But personally, honestly, I think it's it's literally just her telling the story. I don't yeah. even think she's telling it to someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I don't know. It's just like, because she's talking in past tense right now, which is yeah. like, because hmm. like, I even 10 years later, I was still devoured by guilt. And the way that she was like, I was still devoured by guilt and at this point, like, it's past tense. And like, does Lauren, does this mean Lauren gets over it? Because yeah. I really hope she does get over it. <laughs> you know? That's really interesting because when I first read this, I thought about um, her just kind of like talking to the other because the fire here almost like reminds me of the lanterns, especially the scene where it says crash and you just see like the red hazy and like the red dots. It almost looks like the last scene of the lanterns going up. Mm-hmm. So I, it's almost like creating like those memories and she's almost like talking to her past self. Like if that mm-hmm. makes sense, like i don't know how to describe that but like she's like remembering that scene and like almost saying it to him in this moment while she's thinking about yeah. the point that's a nice one <sighs> all right any other last final thoughts um okay so we weren't really able to listen to it because you know we're reading it but there's a track in this with like actual lyrics and I was like, I when I was reading this for the first time, I was like, oh my god, I'm literally gonna add this to every single one of my playlists, you know. Like, I don't know if it's on Spotify yet, but when it is, um, you know, yeah, it, my playlists awesome. aren't safe. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I, I I remember like when I was listening to, it, I was like, okay, I want to talk about the music. I don't remember which episode it was in, but it was one where they might have been this one where they took a theme that was sad and they made it happy. I think it was for the memory, but I was very impressed. I thought it was very well done. And yeah, music, love the music. It adds so much to it. 
Yo, I think it might actually be this episode because looking at the yeah. bottom, it says music by Sophie Summon Beatrice and says track one, vari- or it says track yeah. one, you, variation one, and you is the track that plays um, in 49. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. I just realized that and it makes me really sad because you is the track that plays when Dylan dies and now you is the track playing when Lauren remembers Dylan and... Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so played. <laughs> That's awesome. So cool. Yeah. All right. So if we're done, we're done because I do have another podcast in five minutes. So that's good timing. But yeah, thank you so much for joining, and it was so so wonderful to chat with you guys with food and ocean. It was awesome. It was great being back. Thank you, Mindy. Yeah. I had a ton of fun recording today. Awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm so excited for doing um 110 and 111. Like you have no idea. I, like yep. <laughs> awesome. but I can't wait to go read those and sign up for some more episodes. Yeah. Tell us uh tell us what you think. <laughs> Super excited. <laughs> awesome. All right, have a good night. Bye. 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 Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe, Rochelle, Saucy, Puggles, Meg, Ann, Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Imelda, Esther, and watching a people tourist prophecy, Marie, Jen, Emily, Jane, Jen, Erin, D, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Miranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Daniel, Louisa, Mr. Gosaldo, and Kaylee. Your support is truly appreciated.